Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. TJ, get your hand off Brett's thigh. This is getting awkward. Jesus. That was awkward. <laughs> Just don't touch my feet. I don't like to touch my feet. I would love for somebody to rub my feet. <laughs> okay. Can we start yet? <laughs> Just some random person come rub my feet. That's, I mean, that's, I'd probably let him. It's my damn feet. You want to rub them? Oh, go ahead. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, you touch my toes, I'm going to knock your ass out. I can't stand by touching Is that a Paisley thing? I don't know what it is, but don't touch my <laughs> My mom be like, I'm going to cut your toenails. I'm like, oh, no, get out straight jacket. I can't take it. I mean, let me ask you a question. When was the last time somebody just randomly touched your feet? Like, what? Does this is happen to you? Is that something that happens TJ, very often? TJ, 35 <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> so you're never getting a pedicure. Yeah, wow. I'm slightly concerned uh, about what your feet actually look like right now. Oh, my feet? I couldn't do it either. What if, we tweet, what if we tweet out, Brett, and we get like, you know, 20,000 retweets for you to get a pedicure and we get it filmed, or can we do it? Mm. That makes me nauseated. <laughs> I mean, we, we'll straight jacket you. Yeah, we need you to make that happen. Freddie will hold one arm, I'll hold the other. And we'll <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much my feet, it's my toes. Well, they're going to touch your toes. I was going to say, you're not a toes pedicure. Or TJ, <laughs> TJ and Freddie, you, you can give. Uh, Brett, nah, that's yeah, that's probably not happen. happen. I mean, I don't care if we get a million. Brett said he didn't. He didn't like. He said some. He doesn't like people touching his feet. But if he wants to rub mine, he can. <laughs> that's not normal. Well, I didn't that's say it was normal. normal. <laughs> I don't know if you know TJ very well, but he does yeah. a lot. Of it's not real yeah, normal. I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's random. Is my middle name. So enjoy your dreams about me rubbing your feet, TJ. Oh God! They Please start the show. They somebody. don't have to be dreams, man. <laughs> Welcome to Door Bumper Clear, presented by OfferPad. I'm Brett Griffin, and we're all back from New Hampshire for this week's show. We'll cover Jimmy Johnson calling me out, tire problems for multiple guys, and Bubba Wallace's future. Let's kick it. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brett Griffin. Hey, me too now. This is Freddie Kraft. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. Watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Go low. Go low. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Coming to the line. Door. Bumper. Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors. It's part of the 22 Cup car. Uh, Quick weekend of racing. It was. Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer up in New Hampshire. Are you sure? Yeah, are you sure? I, there is a chance I wasn't there yesterday. You want to admit to, that today? According to a seven-time champion, Clint Boyer did not have a spotter. Uh, what's up? Freddie Kraft, spotter for the 43 Bubba Wallace yesterday. Come off a five-race weekend, go right to a one-race weekend. I like it. 
Uh, our beautiful co-host Casey's in the house, and there's a reason why I know Casey's beautiful. It's because I saw 400 pictures of Casey yesterday on my Instagram story. I know. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. Did, did, you, I, I, did you get married? I can't. I forgot. <laughs> no, these are maternity photos. Oh, and I, you I know what? I'm going to post one. I, I so. could not tell. I kept getting tagged in them, and I don't know what to tell you. I felt bad not sharing, so I had to be nice. I didn't say there was anything wrong with it. You're proud of it. It was a compliment. Hey, you're proud of it. You should do it. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to own it. I've had nine months of this. Wait till you have the baby. We're going to – I mean, I'm going to feel like it's our own. We're going to see so many pictures of that thing. (laughs) TJ, are you hitting something right there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, never mind. You and Chad are about the same height. (laughs) (laughs) He is gone a lot, I mean (laughs) – Chad, where are you at? Where's he at now? Oh, he's in Pennsylvania. Hey, hey, it's Casey. Week. Casey, is Chad home this week? Nope. Uh, Not that no, I would know. I don't want to talk about <laughs> he's it. Off on that mid- he's off out. on that midget fetish again, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. where, he what's he doing this week? Tell the truth. Uh, it's PA Midget Week. I told you. So he leaves. Pennsylvania yeah. Midget. Yeah. Every other week is midget. midget Week around here. <laughs> it this is, is Pennsylvania, everywhere. Pennsylvania Midgets now. Wow. So there's like, what is there like? Two weeks a year that they don't race since we got 50 states. I mean, is there a last yes. start in more important midgets? There's not enough midgets around here for all these midget weeks. Does Chad know he could have a baby any minute? I mean, Chad's not going to have a baby. Yes. Casey's going to have a baby. Yeah, does Chad know he's going to supposedly father a baby here soon? I mean, I allegedly. I just like to give allegedly. myself credit because I'm, I'm 36 weeks pregnant and I'm allowing my husband to travel to races when I could have the baby at any time. What's your first tattoo going to be after you deliver this baby? That's a new thing. Like, women have a baby, they go get a tattoo. This initials, it's these hard things. Yeah, what are you going to get? That's, that's the new thing, man. At some point, you're going to want a tattoo that has something to do with your child. What's it going to be of right now? Putting you on the spot. Mm, yeah, Make I'm sure not, you leave room I, for I, a I, second one. Just don't put it on your lower back. It's a terrible <laughs> look. That is not something that has crossed my mind. <laughs> I feel like labor will be painful enough, so I'm probably not doing the tattoo thing. But, but that's you might nice be willing. You might be it. willing to deal with the pain to put that. You wait till you have a kid. You can't describe this until you actually have a kid. Like you know, you're gonna you're gonna see. You won't. Well, I will know within the next few weeks. So don't worry. No, no, I'll report you're back. Gonna, I, we got to give you a few months because you're gonna do so many things for that baby that you don't even care anymore about. That you right now you'd be like, oh my gosh, that's gross. But it's gonna happen, and then you're gonna be done with it, and you'll be like, oh, it's not that bad. You're gonna do so many things for that kid. I've got to mark the due date on my calendar. What is it? August 30th. August 30th. So, August we got, so it's a Sunday. TJ, you're going to miss So we can delivery. see, but but I would prefer that Why? she comes before August 30th. Yeah, we're going August 13th, Casey. It don't ma- have to come uh, that first day. First pregnancy so runs next long, Freddie. What? First okay, pregnancy stop. runs long. You I'm just telling you. Dale no. Jr.'s in the house. I'm just telling you. No. He's in here measuring Seriously? stuff. Should we be worried? <laughs> Escape door. How many guys does it take to measure a decal? <laughs> Five. That's Surgeon Dale. Anyway, <laughs> guess we better clean up our act a little bit. Yeah, hold on. Boss is in the room. Okay, we got- yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so we raced this weekend. So, uh, yeah, so uh, New Hampshire was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so how was New Hampshire, guys? Now that we've pissed off everybody. I was trying to figure out where we were at when Casey's going to have her baby. What, what's it's going to be August 13th. WWT Raceway That's 200. Where is that at? Gateway. Oh, that's gateway. gateway. We don't run Gateway. It's Gateway. Yeah, it's Gateway. Yeah. Are you going to Gateway, TJ? Or no, are you going to take another truck race off, you slacker? I'm not going to. Don't we run the cup car that weekend somewhere? We're in Daytona. Saturday night on day, in Daytona. You can make it. <laughs> yeah, pro- <laughs> I probably can't. <laughs> Good try. <laughs> 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway. Oh, boy. So, so uh, yeah, so loud. Casey's having a baby on my yeah. birthday next week. Oh. Nah. Well, actually, 10 days. Are we taking bets? So, what do you think, Britt? September 4th. I just think Chad's Stop. out of town. Stop. I don't want to talk to you. September we're going to skip 4th? you. Is that he what has, you said? You, well, he you has said a race that weekend, long? too. First pregnancy <laughs> no, goes long. Ta- I don't like you. We're, we're, I'm done. Second TJ, what do you got? Second one just falls out. But, um... <laughs> 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 um... I'm gonna go with six days long because you're gonna you're it's gonna be you're gonna go in there and be like okay it's my time and then they're gonna they're gonna do a couple of things and here it comes so I'm gonna go six days Jason document so I'll this. do uh, six days late yeah how many what's six days how many how many days are in August how many days are in August thirty so I'm going to six oh. whoever's closest Jason Your gets what? a point in our pick DBC pick September sixth. No, you know what? I'm going to go the Why fifth. Are you, late? are you talking about September? Yeah, that's five days after a due date, right? Okay, you said six. This is bad. Yeah, news but for I like you. I, I like five. Chad, Chad is not going to like you either because he has a race that weekend as well. So you're going to let him gotta, race the first weekend after you deliver? Probably not. Chad probably must not, not love his baby. It hasn't been discussed yet. <laughs> New Hampshire. We've been avoiding that topic. Yeah. So Was there let's, a race this let's week? cut to New Hampshire. <laughs> New Hampshire. Anyway. Hey, so New Hampshire, yeah. it says on their tags, live free or die. Except How'd you guys feel while you were there? Except if you're from North Carolina. <laughs> Go lock yourself in your room and die. Get off your get, get off the airplane, lock yourself in your hotel, yeah. and don't do nothing. That, that's basically it. We got a letter from the governor, people, and it said, Dear Brett, you are not allowed to do anything while in the state of New Hampshire. You're allowed to, to be your, honest. To be honest, only Brett got that letter, but the rest of us had to act like we all did so that Brett wouldn't get in any trouble. You're allowed to go to your hotel and you're allowed to go to the racetrack. That's it. Do not go out to eat. Do not go out in public. You're quarantined while you're here. But, I mean, I read the letter and it was like, I get it, man. They made it happen for us to be able to race there. So, and um, look, man. I mean, we got to go up there and have another race. So, whatever had to be done, I'm sure there was there was a lot of work probably put into that to get us a pass to go there and run. So, yeah, um, the race was good. I thought, um, you know, I think that for whatever reason, I think this is the first place they tried it stuff. But that PJ one works at at New Hampshire, and it used to be. I, in my opinion, anyway, you might, you guys might disagree, but you, you know, New Hampshire was always kind of a one lane racetrack. You kind of always ran, you know, diamond the corner and couldn't really run the bottom. Now you bring that PJ one in, it opens up that bottom groove a little bit longer, especially on restarts. It was pretty good yesterday. So I felt like obviously it hasn't been great at a lot of these mile and a half, but it worked pretty good yesterday. I felt like, yeah, I mean, definitely open up the bottom. Um, <laughs> some, so good. So some guys didn't see it coming. <laughs> You know, I I would like to see a race there without um, without a spray because that you got to get your there car was, working. There's about a hundred of them before. They well, I mean, I, there was, but there's also some good races there too. Like you got to get your car working good in the middle, but you know, and then you get to the guy diamond. It's like a Bristol. Whenever we used to run the bottom there, um, I didn't. The only thing that I didn't like about it, you still couldn't use, you still couldn't use the air when you got close to somebody. In my opinion, that didn't look like it worked. You actually had to go in there and bump them a little bit still to get them out of the way like still to me we still have too much downforce in the back to to keep the back in the in the track where i need to see i need to see guys be able to get close and the guy in front catch the car a little bit you know and wheel it off the corner um it didn't we're getting there i think like we've talked about before we're getting there but i just feel like we need to that still needs to be a tool to a tool to use for passing and 
it's still just not available quite yet at, at the short tracks. I mean, it was more available at Phoenix, I think, um, but I just didn't quite see it there. I feel like I'm watching Jeopardy, and on the screen there's this little box, and it says PJ One, and then the guy clicks on it. I'll take PJ One for a thousand, and then boom, it, Alex Trebek keys it up, and then the guy that gets it right goes words I never want to hear again in NASCAR. That's where I'm at with PJ One. <laughs> it's definitely. Man, those cars are flying when they get into that PJ one on the bottom. Like you can see a guy getting like, oh, he's never going to make the corner. And he's like, it looks like a, it seriously looks like a slot car or RC yeah. car running the bottom, doesn't I, it? I saw a guy come from three back to drive inside somebody yesterday, and then yeah. he spun himself out off a of turn two. Oh, what yeah. did you just say? <laughs> he spun himself out. Well, he got crowded a little bit, but I think it was a bit of a surprise that you could hook the bottom and drive I up think there. He surprised like that. himself. <laughs> Maybe we should start spot on, spot off, and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. might I mean, as well. Well, I get yeah, it's fine. I'll save myself right, for the rant. Oh, anything else? You've no, never I'm, saved I'll, yourself I'll, a day in I'll your life. I'll save it for the rant. <laughs> Before we get started, let's hear more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Hey, Brett, you know what I like? Megan Tito's vodka and big-ass couches. <laughs> Yes, besides my big-ass couch, I like to get all the benefits and perks that go along with working with great companies. Then you must love what our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com, does for its customers. I sure do. When you want to sell your home, the only place to do it is at OfferPad.com. Not only does it take just five minutes to complete the form and receive an offer for your home in 24 hours, but there are a ton of benefits. First, OfferPad will present you with a competitive cash offer after evaluating your home with the local market. Then you get some options. You can pick your own closing day, and OfferPad gives you the flexibility to change that date whenever needed. Man, there's so many great perks, but my favorite is no showings and no open houses. No strangers walking in your door. No weekends interrupted. No disruption to your life. We can throw a house party one day, clean it up, boom. Next day, we're selling our house. Yeah, and if you're moving locally, OfferPad includes a free local move. And if you're moving to the Charlotte area, Brett and Freddie may be available to help topless. Lastly, OfferPad includes an extent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Lastly, OfferPad includes an extended stay if your new home isn't ready quite yet. OfferPad gives you three extra days to move to your new home. OfferPad is the best option when it comes to selling your home. Don't wait any longer. Go to OfferPad.com today. Tell them we sent you by selecting the podcast option and how you heard about them. Check them out, OfferPad.com. Spot on, spot off. on, you like it. Spot off, you don't like it. And you say why either way. First topic. Spot on, spot off. Jimmy Johnson asks, does Boyer have a effing spotter after spinning out? Brett, what are your thoughts on this? Let me take you guys through this live because I think this will be key. Now, I have not seen a replay a producer Jason was too busy this morning. I sent you one. You did. I didn't see it. I thought me. we watched the replay I, I, could, roof I don't need to watch the replay. I Can saw you put that like, Kermit sipping so, tea on my face right now? What we're doing? Here's <laughs> here's what happened. We went into turn one, and Jimmy Johnson was about three car lengths behind us, and we got through the center of one and two. And Not Clint as good is, as him. Clint is now set up for the apex of turn two. Jimmy Johnson is about three car lengths back, and he squirts the center. What appeared to be wide open for me. I say inside, inside, they touch, he wrecks. Now, when that happens, I say 
I'm sure this will be all that that radioactive show wants to play because, you know, they want to manipulate the things that we say. So let me take you through my brain again. We go into turn one. I'm watching this go down. I say inside, inside, all clear, wrecking behind you. I'm not sure where he thought he was going because he wasn't going to make the corner and either A, not hit us, or B, not completely have to get out of the gas because I don't know if y'all know this about a racetrack, but when you're on the apron – and the other guy's not, there's a solid chance that he's in the way he's going to be in your way. So I saw this go down, and I was like, well, that's very unfortunate because Jimmy Johnson wrecks a lot this year. So then I was like, how much does he wreck? Well, he's wrecked in 40% of the races. He's been in a caution, according to NASCAR, in eight of 20 races. So if I were Jimmy Johnson, I'd stop wrecking, wrecking myself. And here's the other thing. If I'm going to wreck, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take you with me if it was your fault. I'd be damned if I'm going to let you drive off. So this is all happening at, at split-second decisions. But my favorite part about it was, where is his spotter? Well, his spotter per NASCAR is standing on the roof. If his spotter ain't up there, you're not going to get to be on the racetrack. But not only, so drivers are always notorious for not taking the blame. They're notorious for making excuses. He didn't right? ask where you were. He said, does, does he have one? Right now, yeah, I have one. I have to be there. So then – I'm watching this whole thing play out. I'm like, so so NASCAR drivers, Logano even said it when he was on our show. They're not going to blame themselves. They're always going to look for an scapegoat. So now instead of blaming another driver, now we're going to blame the other guy's spotter. I love it. I thought it was funny. I have huge respect for Jimmy Johnson. Still have huge respect for Jimmy Johnson. Went online last night. I, you know, he's going to run a lot of IndyCar road courses next year. And I went online last night and asked him, could I be his spotter? I've yet to see his reply. <laughs> I, I'm spot on. The whole this makes me the only guy in the room that the 48 doesn't hate right now. So I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. Um, we haven't yeah. made him mad in a while. I, I mean, think we're it, creeping back it to was the Christmas like two cards. weeks. It was two weeks ago. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Forget it. No, he's right. <laughs> Dang. Um, yeah, I forgot. Teacher, he doesn't I, even like you to be a spotter I, in virtual. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I just hate to see what Bubba's gonna do to him next week. But, but uh, yeah, so obviously I saw the replay on the, the little TV screen they had there, and it just looked, you know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, the line at, Bri- at Bristol, the line at New Hampshire yesterday was, you know, you kind of, as the run went on, you kind of run that grip in the entry and then come back to the bottom grip about three-quarters of the way through the corner. So, you know, Clint's thinking he's just going to run his normal line because this guy's three back on entry, and all of a sudden, inside, and, you know, Clint, cra- you know, he's just running his normal line, he crowds him, and Jimmy – Spins to stay off a of clean. Like, I don't know. Did they make contact at all? Yeah. So you know he, he's you know kind of. But but Freddie, like I could have took my hand and done this at that point. Oh yeah. Because yeah. he hit he hit Jimmy right in the right front tire and it turned the wheel. So yeah. I mean, it was I you know kind of forcing the issue there. I think you know like you said Jimmy's Jimmy's been made some mistakes. You know Texas was it Texas? He had a super fast car and, and pounded the fence off a of four. Yeah, he drove by us and clobbered the fence. Yeah. You know so I mean might have been better following and, us. And you're on you're on edge right there. You know you're 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 battling to make the playoffs. You're you're probably one of the best that's ever done it. Maybe the best that's ever done it. Yeah. So you know you're you're you're, you're pushing to not miss the playoffs for second year in a row. Obviously your last season you want to go out with a legacy, and maybe just pushing a little bit too hard right now. Yeah, that's a. That's a tough spot at Loudon. That's why these uh, PJ one makes it tough there. You can you can got you could really get around that bottom man. It's quick and in on Jimmy's defense, we actually made a couple passes like that. Joey drove inside of a couple guys and and I'm like, no way, we're not making this. And he was able to hang on the quarter panel and, and stick there. You know what I mean? So you got it. Jimmy felt like he needed to try to make a pass there, and um, 
obviously the, the preferred line off a lot of these corners there is to go in in the grip and then turn down and, and straight on exit, you know, and um, it's easy to it's easy to get surprised there if you're not um, if you're not you know I'm I'm very vocal on the radio about Joey likes to be counted down to the cars behind him. And I'm very vocal, you know, three back on the line, three back on the bottom, two back, one back. You wouldn't have said that this time. You just said three, two, one, inside, inside. That's <laughs> three how back, I don't inside. Know, <laughs> I think you're underestimating how fast I can talk on the radio. Yeah, I know you're. <laughs> um, it, it, can, it can catch you by surprise. And honestly, it, Clint probably didn't think twice about it at that time, even though you're, you're calling it. He just He's doing what he's been routinely doing for the last handful of laps and what he's done the whole race there. Uh, but it's tough, man. That's That's – just part of what makes these you know short this is kind of a short track and short track brings the cars closer together and you know and um i mean it's a uh, i thought it was great spot on <laughs> at least you got i mean last year you got the right side this this year at least you got no you got the right side again <laughs> no I mean, you got the left side i think spot time. on Here's, for all about, the comments so, that fans tweeted oh yeah you gotta love that Dude, I, everybody know. Yeah, that was spot on. Our that plane was, didn't show up until like we had to wait for it to get back from uh, doing some IMSA stuff, and that might have been my favorite time. Was just scrolling Twitter, reading the comments. Hey, I gotta ask y'all something. What is a snowflake? Snowflake? <laughs> have you not called anybody a snowflake? I don't even know what it is. It's a thing that falls out of the sky when it's yeah, snowing. I mean, when it's snowing, there's a. <laughs> no, it's just like it's, it's. I see it all it's, the time. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I assuming some... it's a derogatory term. Well, I saw some chick last night that follows me that that told that other guy that I blocked him because I think he's a snowflake. So then I blocked her dumbass too because I don't even know what a snowflake is. Well, but I first don't. of all, if you're gonna talk about me, talk to me. You ain't got to talk behind my back, y'all. Y'all got my Twitter handle. <laughs> that's what I. That's what chips me out about social. But you just block everybody. How so do you, you know they, they can't? I don't block everybody. I have a conversation with them. Then when they go do dumb shit, I block them. How do you know? But when you do dumb, nice. they can't block you. I, they can block me. I don't care, Casey. I don't know these people. These people get their feelings hurt over people they don't even know. That's how stupid they are. So, aside from that, because there's oh, definitely some people that need to be blocked. Tell me if you. Uh, this is another instance later in the race. I think it was like five to go. I thought you were wrecking at least three times off a of turn four to twelve. Yeah, I sent Josh Williams a message after the race. I almost had to quit spotting my car and just watch you guys race. So I'm going to tell you something. That's some of the hardest spotting at New Hampshire I've ever done in my life. And and I said outside clear 40 times. Like the last 20 laps was so intense with Blaney. And McDowell's catching us. And people probably are wondering why we're racing that hard. And it's because if we lose that spot, we could lose out of the, we could fall out of the top 12 in points and make our draw go from starting in the top 12 to starting in the top 13 to 24th spot. So uh, I text Josh after the race and I said, Hey, I was racing for a lot right there. I'm racing to stay in the top 12 in points. I know I raced you really, really hard. I just want you to know that's why I was telling him everything I could possibly tell him. I know there was opportunities for you to wreck us. Thank you for not wrecking us. Yeah. There it's a was. racetrack. You should race hard, especially for a point, man. We we had a hell of a race with – You can't um, say anything about us racing hard anymore. With uh, <laughs> Newman for the lucky dog there with, like, 20 to go. I mean, and it looked like a dirt race. Like, they were slide-jobbing each other and back yeah. and crossing over. I was like, wow, this is great. But, like, you know, and everybody gets on Newman for how hard he races. But him and Bubba really ran – I mean, they literally ran side-by-side, door-to-door, on each other's ass, you know, bumper-to-bumper for 20 laps – Never got one out of shape. You know, he'll race you hard, but he's still pretty clean about it. I'll bet Ryan. What do you think Ryan Newman gets all year, like averages point-wise? Like, what do you think he gains by racing that hard all year oh, point-wise? A lot. Like 30, 40 points? Yeah, I would say uh, at I would, least. Yeah. I mean, that's only a point a week, really. I mean, it's probably more than that. 
thing. I mean, that's huge. That's huge to gain that. That mean how how much would you like 30, 40 points right now? Be biggest. It'd be a huge change, wouldn't it? I would like to put together all three stages of the race. Like I can run like crap for two stages and get a top ten. Yesterday had two good stages, run fifteenth or sixteenth. Like we're struggling as a team to put a full race together. And when you talk about the playoffs, we've talked about this before. You can make the playoff and not be at all in any way, shape, or form in contention to win a championship, and that's where I feel like we're at. We're on. We're in. We're we're going to make the playoff. I truly believe that. But we're not anywhere near championship form of where the two is, where the eleven's at, where the four's at. Like we've got to get our stuff together, and we got to get together now. You're running out of time. Well, we, how many how many more races do we have before playoffs? Five yes. or six? Seven? Six? Seven. I think. You got two Dovers, you got two, two Michigans, Michigan, you got two Daytonas, and you got that's it. That's it. Wow. So Daytona Oval is shaping up to be very uh, traumatic for you. For the stages, even the stage ends oh. are going to be dramatic because like, that's ten points on the freaking line twice before the race were, is even over. You thought you had to spot hard the last twenty laps of that Dude, race. Dude, I spot a plate race all day long. I love that. I'd rather do that than anything well, else. Maybe you should have been spotting harder on lap thirty six. Maybe Jimmy shouldn't have been a dumbass. <laughs> oh, multiple tire problems. You can't with say that. Zinc. That's a seven-time champion. If you, uh, TJ, if I run in the back of you out here on the street, is it my fault or your fault? Well, that wasn't really the back. If I drive into your car, <laughs> whose fault is it? If you drive into my car, it's your fault. Okay. But, I mean, you kind of drove into him. He's on the bottom. You come down. TJ, what do you want me to do more than say inside, inside? It's your fault, Brett. Yeah, Brett, I bottom line. <laughs> I don't know why you did that. I don't know why you got to wreck the guy. I, I mean, bottom line is it's your I'm fault. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I, I'm, I'm very sorry. I'm sorry. Is, uh, I, I'm sorry after 20 years I hadn't figured out how to say inside. One, two, three, four. Five of us here think it's your fault. Near and clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I said near, man. I said near. I promise. Finally, someone else other than me in this kind of situation. Oh, boy. <laughs> If you want to spot him for IndyCar, you're going to have to step it up. This is not. Well, the only one in here that's probably that available to, to do that now is probably Freddie because I wrecked him in iRacing. And Brett, <laughs> <laughs> Brett took him out aloud. I took so. him out in real life. I mean, I, I won Talladega with him when we were tandem racing. What's really weird, Jeez. though, like if you look back at Jimmy's career, I remember so many times him wrecking on Friday and winning on Sunday, him wrecking in qualifying, you know, him wrecking in happy hour. Even him wrecking a lot of times at places like Dover and not hitting the wall. And coming back and, and coming winning. back to win the damn yeah. race. Like, that's how talented he was. He's wrecked in more races and won them. And, I mean, I remember my whoever I spawned for would be like 10th. And I'd be like, oh, 48 just wrecked. It's like 15 laps later. Here he comes. Like, five back, 48. I'm like, what in the heck, man? <laughs> he and Chad Canals were the best at wrecking Dude. and winning. And, and now Jimmy is still wrecking. I mean, 40% of the races to be involved in cautions is a lot. And and I, I like I think Freddie said it best. He's pressing, and he doesn't have to. He's got enough talent. Just be patient for a hot minute. Yeah, Texas was a perfect example of that too. Super fast car. Yeah, super fast car, and right. just needed to be and, patient. And, and as a fan, this is going to be hard for you guys to do because I don't know what TV shows. But when you see Matt Di Benedetto, Di Benedetto, <laughs> Di Benedetto, how was that? That was Matt, pretty good. How about just Matty D to you from now yeah, on? Just Matty D. When you see Clint and Matt D and Jimmy Johnson, when you see those guys that are anywhere from 12th to, to 16th in points around each other, they're going to race each other extremely hard. They're not going to give an inch because that's going to be the difference in who makes the postseason and who doesn't. You have to. You need to race like that all year, honestly. 
to build that buffer if something does happen. You never know when you're going to cut a tire. You never know. Like last week, we cut that tire off. You never know when that's going to happen. Oh. All right, show, show over yet? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, multiple tire problems with the same tire that will be used for the championship race at Phoenix. Spot on, spot off, TJ. Um, I don't know what the issue uh, with the tire is. Um, does anybody know what the? I think all I think everything that happened yesterday was self inflicted. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I have zero issues with that. You're pushing the envelope. You can put you can you can set your car up to get more out of the tire than what it's capable of doing, but it's fast. You know, you're you're faster. Um, whether it was low air or camber or whatever they were doing, um, I, I I don't know. But if it's self inflicted, that that's the line that. Um, I like it, man. That, that that makes the engineers do their work. Crew chiefs taking a look at tire wear. You know, we had a competition caution. Um, you could come down, look at your stuff, and and make a decision on which way it was going. Um, that's not the first time we've raced aloud. You know, so I like it. Uh, I just like being limited. You know, hey, you can go too far. It it was so weird yesterday. I don't know if you guys experienced this too, but. You know, in the past, which me and Brett stayed out one time, and obviously he held his track position a lot better than I did. But for whatever reason, our cars and even the the RCR cars a little bit too, like uh, one heat cycle, whether it was twenty laps or four laps, uh, our car was junk. Yeah, like, that's what we did at the like, end. It was like we stayed out thinking, you know, all right, we got, you know, we we started the back for a pre race penalty, so we got up to about I don't know nineteenth or so, and then we stayed out and we got track position and got to sixteenth. Bubba said, you know, the car's a little tight, but it's not bad. And we almost got lapped. I mean, it was, and it was like only like a fifteen. Like that first cross. Yeah, we were, we were bad. That's like, what happened to us at the end. Yeah, like it was it was crazy how bad it was just with one heat cycle. No we matter how many fuel, laps it was, we took fuel because we pitted the time before us. We took fuel the last stop, and they got tires. We came back out. I thought we were lucky to hang on to fourth. Yeah. I mean, to be that high, I, I mean, knew we, it was going to be tough to race. Uh, Denny and um, and Brad at that point. And they were those two were awesome all day. Yeah. Really, the race they had for the lead was really good. I we, didn't know we had a tire problem. I mean, the first. Time I, I don't think it. we did have a tire problem, really. I think it was all like teams themselves. You know, the eighteen. I'm sure they were, you know, pushing the limits and cut a tire. I thought I had heard early in the race where the eighteen even got in the fence, maybe where you know they. Yeah, one of the so I went back said, and watched it this morning, and they said check the right side of the eighteen. He barely. I don't even think he hit the tire. Really? Like, a, yeah, it, it was off a of turn two, um, but it was a few laps later that it that it went down. But man, I, to me, it's just teams trying to get too much speed out of their car. Yeah, I mean you. Put more camera in that right front, it's going to turn better. Yeah, the 42, I like, had heard that they were, you know, adjusting, adjusting, adjusting. All of a sudden, they had a tire problem. Then the second tire problem was just related, you know, for, to damage from the first tire problem. So that wasn't a tire issue. And Bubba said the same thing about the 38. He said, I, I, I saw his tire going down for two laps. So I don't know if he had a rub, too, or something. Um, There's that, a lot of beating and banging yesterday, a lot of tire smoke. Uh, doesn't take a lot to cause a, a a big problem, you know. I mean, these fenders cave in easily. These aren't the composite bodies. You guys see the Xfinity Series run. Uh, I never heard of a tire problem until Jason put it on the show sheet. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. Yeah, I don't want to know what's going on behind Brett right now. <laughs> oh, fans, <laughs> fans in the stands. Um, yeah, I'll tell you the other thing. Like the thirty eight. You know, we we gave him pretty good praise on here for how good he was running in the last couple of weeks. I don't know if it's now he feels like he's got to 
do that every week and maybe trying to get a little too much, but he's been wrecking a lot the last, you know, I saw him yesterday. He was kind of really aggressive on restarts. And <laughs> what one is time he doing I thought, over there? You're making what? me no, nervous. No, he's just, he's, just, he's just pointing stuff out to the I fans. I feel like a zoo animal right now. Dell <laughs> Jr. Del Jr.'s giving <laughs> a private garage tour of Freddy, Junior Motorsports. You need to get outside leaping around just or something. Just start taking my shirt off. Uh, staring at us through the <laughs> Jump on the table. <laughs> I will buy you Chick-fil-A for the next five shows if you get on the table right now please take your shirt do. off. Freddie, Freddie, please. There is no chance that's happening. <laughs> I've never seen Dale Jr. give a tour in, in, in this shop in my life. What if it's a, a potential sponsor? The, please, the funny thing is, The funny thing is, as worried as we are about him, he sees us all laugh and he's like, oh, God, what are they saying about me in there? <laughs> do you know who that is, donor? Shop tour, Dale. That's who it is. Oh, uh, so, uh, yeah, just... That gentleman has very straight hair. He's done up nice with a comb. Matt Kenseth goes to the garage after the team asked him to fit pit following second tire failure in eight laps. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Is this guy leading the league in cautions? I mean, since he's come back, he has spun himself out multiple times. How many? That was He had three yesterday, right? He spun out off of two. <laughs> And then three spins and you're out. I mean, God, I mean, I, I don't know if the team's struggling, if it's him or what's going on over there, but I mean, his, it's going to lose it, his cup license. It's, 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 yeah, he's going to get demoted soon. Brad Kozlowski's <laughs> going to kick him out of the driver <laughs> council. I mean, I will say, though, he, Freddie's right, though, man. I, I think he came back, had a really successful first race, um, but that race was also probably the most timid guys have been. Yeah, the first one back. The first one back. Everybody was timid, running, you know, probably not going. You know, full bore, but you know, even the second Darlington, it started there. He's had a tire problem, way down the apron, spins out. Um, it just, yeah, he's these cars. I mean, they're not the typical car that Matt probably got accustomed to over his years of driving. These are different, these are different. Um, and Matt's still a heck of a driver, man. And but that just shows you that these cars are they're still challenging to drive. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, uh, I, I, I thought this was the best move Chip Ganassi Racing could make. And I, think I, we thought, all did. I thought it was a great move for Matt Kenseth because I felt like he went to Roush and tarnished his legacy a little bit there when he came back to run some races for Trevor Bain last year. And now here he is uh, struggling, man. And I feel bad for Matt on a personal and professional level because Matt's a really good dude. Matt's a really funny dude. A lot of people don't know the real Matt Kenseth. He um, is a good dude. He's funny. I, I, I hate I hate it for Chip Ganassi Racing because they're trying to sell that car to to a lot of people right now. They're trying to they're trying to get a driver that wants to come get in that car. And when you see that car struggling every week, it can make you a little hesitant. They got sponsors that they want to retain. They got sponsors they want to sell. Their back's up against a wall with this car right now. We don't know the 2021 schedule, Freddie. Imagine trying to sell something that you don't even know what the schedule looks like. We don't know what races we're going to. We don't know when we're going there. You know, TJ, like, try imagining that you're trying to sell. You're trying to get Dell Jr., who just became a free agent at DEI's closing down, and you're trying to get him to come get in this car. It's hard to get uh, a driver to commit, uh, 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 an A-level driver to commit when a car's struggling like this. Drivers want to get in fast cars, and, and, and I just hate it for Chip Ganassi Racing. And in addition to that, they can't even bring their sponsors and potential sponsors to the racetrack. They can't introduce them to Matt at the racetrack. They can't take pre-race pictures on the grid. They can't do all the things that we do to sell our sport and make it attractive to companies. So 
I feel bad for Chip Ganassi Racing. I feel bad for Matt Kenseth. I'm a big supporter of that organization and that driver. And we need Chip Ganassi to stick around as an owner and be a successful owner. And we need guys like Matt to still be able to run well. And he has really, outside of Indianapolis and the first race back after the pandemic at Darlington, he has really struggled in this race car. Yeah, I mean, and go back to the question. The car was wrecked. Matt Kenseth knows when the thing. I mean, he pounded the fence in three and four. You know it's wrecked. Take it to the garage. Like the 38 should have done. Good thing you didn't want to pit on that one cycle of pit stops. I know. With I was thinking the same with thing. With the 38 pit stopped in your box and the open pit yeah. road up. I actually got a text from another spot. Hey, good thing you didn't want to like pit right there. That's that's great. <laughs> so what we're um, talking about is they opened pit road, NASCAR opened pit road, and the 38 car was pitting in front of Joey Logano's pit stall. But the 38 never made it to his pit stall. He was parked in Joey Logano's pit stall. So when pit road opened, Joey Logano literally could not have gotten into his pit stall. Cost, Thank goodness. Yeah, it cost us the race, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, the, so I look at it like this. I look at – I feel like Kurt is not as strong as what he has been either. So I look at Matt and – it look at like Matt and Jimmy are kind of in the same boat. They need to perform and they're trying, they're just, they're going over the limit a little bit, you know, and it's hard to, um, you just can't, there's the line and these things are, you, if you lose your track position now, there's more cars on a lead lap now than there ever has been in past race. I mean, it's, it's tough, man. Back when one thing we didn't really think about, Jimmy would spin out back then, he'd line up, you know, he'd line up 17th, 16th, you know, he gets five, six cars. He's already back in the top 10. Now, you restart 26th or 27th. It's hard to get back up through this. And those guys, you look at the cars in that area, they're st- you, and you're like, man, it's gonna, this guy's going to be yeah. tough to pass we, still. It's hard to pass. We, we were we – were, that one cycle where we all stayed out and we were going to have to come before the end of that stage and that caution, I think 95 spun out and brought the caution out. We had just pit. The four had just pit and the 12 had just pit. So they're back there with us. And Bubba says to me one time, he's like, what's wrong with the four? And I'm like, nothing. He's just – he lost all his track position. Yeah, he had to pit. You know, he's like, he couldn't get around us. And Bubba's like, there's something wrong. Something happened to the four. I'm like, no, he just can't. He, he lost his track position, and he's stuck yeah. back here with us now. It's hard, man. You can't. And then you step over that line, you get in trouble, and then your day just goes downhill from there. It's hard to recover. Hi, we're OfferPad. The new way homes are sold. Go to OfferPad.com, tell us about your home, and we'll send you a great purchase offer. Or, if that's not your style, we can also list your home with tons of free OfferPad services free handyman fixes, house cleaning, yard work, and more to get your home show ready. We can even advance renovation costs to maximize your home's value. Whatever way you want to sell, you're sold with OfferPad. Sell your way today at OfferPad.com. Bubba Wallace offered ownership stake in contract negotiations with Richard Petty Motorsports and rumored to be in consideration for the 42 Brett, spot on, spot off. Uh, obviously, it's spot on for Bubba. I mean, it, it, it shows that there's a desire to have him drive these race cars. Um, I mean, speaking to the first one, when I look at drivers that have been offered ownership while they're driving, it's Jeff Gordon. It's Mark Martin. It's it's guys that have have done very, very, very special things inside of the car. Bubba has not done that yet. So what we're seeing is a shift from performance to marketing in the sense of trying to tie these guys down and lock them down from an ownership perspective. You know, clearly Petty sees this as an opportunity to to try to lock him up and, and make him a part of their future. And obviously, you know, we saw the tweet um, from Sports Business Journal that he is rumored to be in consideration for the 42 car and that McDonald's was kind of leading that charge. That's a rumor. We don't know if that's true. But that would make a lot of sense. 
And so, you know, I said two weeks ago on the show, Bubba needs to start worrying about Bubba, the race car driver, and 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 less about some of the distractions that he was a part of. And and he was trying to do good things. And and like I said, I agreed with him on some of the things he was doing. I didn't agree with some of the things he was doing. But regardless, now is the conversation shifting to Bubba, the race car driver, and Bubba's future. And I hope he's got good people around him and, and a good spotter around him that can help him make the right decisions because it's a pivotal point. You know, how old's Bubba, Freddie? 20, 27, 28? 27, 28. You know, realistically, owner of a cup team at 27 years old. Realistically, he's got 10 good years left as a driver, you know, based on what we see in today's world for the most part. But but when you look at the the company that he's entering into of of having an opportunity to be an owner of a team. Wow. It's big, big step. So honestly, spot on, because, you know, I'm working on a couple percentage points for myself here. Um, (laughs) But uh, no, honestly, I have no idea what's going on that side. Uh, I wanted to ask Brett about this because, you you know, people are talking about, oh, he's going to be a team owner. I mean, he's not going to be a team owner, (laughs) you know, in my opinion. I don't know this for sure, but I think we're talking more about the value of the charter. No, I mean, that's what that's what you're. That's what you're kind of selling above. I would imagine. I again, I have no idea how this negotiation is going. I don't. I don't, this is not my business. You know, Brett's. He's a, he's on this side a lot more than I am. But I'm assuming that's what they're talking about here, right? I mean, that's what I told you yesterday in the rental car. I mean, you know, if I'm Bubba Wallace, what is Richard Petty Motorsports truly worth? And it's only worth the equipment that sits in the shop, and that equipment's not worth a lot. It's also worth the. The, the charter, the value of the charter. Martin Truex's charter sold for $6 million a couple, three years ago to Spire Motorsports, right? So that's a lot of money. If Bubba can get in on that, and, and, and if I'm Richard Petty Motorsports, I give him 5%. He gets one more point a year. You know, and in five years, he's got 10%. This thing goes and sells for $10 million. Boom. Bubba's got a million dollars cash. So I think that it's – I just think it speaks to how much RPM wants to keep Bubba Wallace, and I think that's a big statement, you know. I think it's a, I'm spot on for it for Bubba. If, if I don't know what what the details of it are, like you said, but there's a lot of opportunity um, for Bubba to you know to you know if they get Bubba, maybe there's a sponsor tied to it as well. Uh, look, they lock Bubba down, they get this sponsor. Then, like you said, you start bringing in good people, man. That you, then you have the assets to 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 bring in the the equipment and people and. Um, Man, you got to surround yourself with you know all the, all the tools, and this gives you ability to do that. And maybe um, I don't know, you know, I don't know how involved he wants to be personally, um, but uh, you know, there's a that opens the door for a lot of opportunity for him. I've never, um, I mean, I've never. It's been a long time since I've heard a deal come about like this, uh, but. Oh, we'll last, see. Last one would have been Tony Stewart when he and when he went to Stewart Haas, you know, eleven years ago to form his yeah. own own deal and be a part owner and driver. You know, when, when I look at this man, I, I look at it as uh, a culture, right? And I look at it as anybody can send out a tweet, anybody can wear a T-shirt, anybody can give an interview. It's people that after that are willing to go out and make a difference. And I've seen a lot of people outside of NASCAR, businesses, athletes, obviously the black community have engaged Bubba and been very supportive of him. Well, if he's going to be a part owner in something, 
that gives them more reason and more traction to actually come and make an investment in him as an athlete, make an investment in a culture, and us for really to shift the balance of what Bubba Wallace has been able to do on the racetrack because he's not been in a good competitive vehicle since he left KBM. Yeah, I mean, and and that's what you're looking at when you you know I saw a lot of tweets yesterday where that news broke about maybe or the day before whenever it was about you know Bubba being considered for the 48 or the 42 or you know just any other ride really, and and it's it's really it boils down to money. You know what I mean? If 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 RPM can come to him and say, and again I don't know nothing about this. This is just my opinion. You know, if RPM can come to him and say, here we've got this much more budget next year. Because honestly, I mean, if you look at the 43 versus the 42 and especially the 48. You're probably talking at least two to three times the budget that the 43 is working with, you know. So now, you know, these are just resources that they can put on the racetrack that, you know, if you have the opportunity to get one of those cars, unless the 43 can bring themselves up to that level, you you almost have to make that jump. And it it sucks that, you know, I, I love everybody at RPM. I've been there for three years now. It's one of the fa- most favorite places I've ever worked at. Everybody there is great, you know, from top to bottom. We've got our old crew chief, Jerry Baxter, back. We're having a blast this year, running a lot better. And and if we can continue that and there's and there's – Hope at the end of that where, you know, all right, we've got this much this year. We're going to have this much more next year and get this much more help from Chevrolet. And you can present that to Bubba. You know, there's a there's a more of a reason to stay there. And then, obviously, you got this ownership deal where there's a little more stake in the game. But, you know, as it sits right now, these other two rides are, are way more appealing to Bubba because, you know, they present a chance for him to go out and win races. And we've talked about that, you know, on here, whether it's spotting or driving. You want to win. And right now, you know, obviously the 43's got speed. But there's probably four races you're going to go to a year that you think you can win. You know that you go into that race thinking you can win. Maybe some of the short tracks we you know we were really good at Martinsville this year, so you might pop one off there if things play out right. But you know if you you can jump in one of these other cars, you, you go to a lot more races thinking you know if we find the right speed, we you know we hit on it right here. You know I got a really good shot at winning this thing. So you know right now we're going to races hoping hey I think we can run top ten here. You know we, we've we popped top tens off right now. That's our goal. And now if they can show where they can where we're going to take this to the next step next year, it's hard to gain three spots in this series. I mean, you look at these finishes, you know, you, 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 if you go from just going from a top 10 car to a top five car is really, really hard just from a top 15 to a top 10. So, I mean, it's just all about what you're working with, you know, and what you can present as, you know, this is what we got for next year. It's going to be this much better than we are this year. You know, maybe they could, you know, I, I love to stay at RPM. I, I've told Brett this a hundred times. Like I love my job at RPM and, it, and the people there are great. But, you know, for Bubba's got to do what's best for Bubba, and, I, I, that, you know, it is what it is. You look at these big teams, they're vertically integrated. And what that means is they're building everything themselves. Obviously, with Stuart Haas Racing and Penske, we're sharing a common engine builder. But outside of that, everything else that we produce, we're able to quality control ourselves. When you look at Richard Petty Motorsports, they got a lot of people with their hand out. You got you to go buy an engine from somewhere. You got to go have somebody build your cars and hang your bodies from somewhere, right? So you got RCR, you got ECR, you got Richard Petty himself. Look, he's an owner. He ain't doing this for nothing. He's got his hand out. He's got his hand in his jar. There's a lot of people that when you put money in that pool that, that are getting your own money. So when you come in and you sponsor that situation, the money goes flying out. Like when you look at Stuart Haas, you know – you look at Hendrick, you know where, where they're going to get their parts and pieces from. So if, if Bubba goes down this road and takes this deal with Richard Petty Motorsports, it allows them to become more vertically integrated down the road as I see it. Yeah, to me, if, there's, if Bubba makes this move to stay there, it has to be Bubba can't drive with the owner mentality. that He needs to be able to be aggressive still. He can't go in there and be like, oh, I can't make that move. I can't wreck this car. 
if this move opens up doors for Bubba to to be able to be aggressive and have good equipment, sounds like a good deal to me. Yeah. But you can't if you got to go in there and be like, man, if he's backing out of situations because he just he can't they can't afford to tear the car up or something like that, might be. I, I mean, personally, I wouldn't do it. We're going to change up Xfinity Fastlane this week. As you all know, Xfinity is all about speed, and we want to make this segment Xfinity Fast. To do that, we're going to put the guys against each other in a 10-question speed trivia contest. Whoever can answer the most questions right in 60 seconds wins. The questions will cover recent events in NASCAR, questions about your driver and team, and other general trivia questions. Jason, what are the rules? Here are the rules. Each person has 60 seconds to answer 10 questions. Whoever answers the most questions correctly wins. You cannot answer, TJ, with I don't know. If you say I don't know, you're going to get subtracted a point. You must give an answer. You can skip questions. You can say skip to questions, and if enough time remains at the end, you can come back to it. If there's a tiebreaker, we'll have a tiebreaker question, and you have one word answers per question. One word. One word. Hold on just a minute. I got to get Google pulled up. No. I know. Well, you can Google nope. if you want, but you're going to waste time on questions. You don't. He doesn't type very fast. Have any time. Siri. All right. Are you there? Siri. Go. Fit. Fit this time. Ready, CJ? Sure. I don't know. When does the timer start? As after Casey reads the first question. So as soon as you're able to answer the first question, I will start the timer. Where did Joey Logano start Sunday's Nine. race? Who placed better in stage one on Sunday, Joey Logano or Ryan Blaney? Ryan Blaney. Over or under 20 lead changes on Sunday? Under. Which cup organization placed three cars in the top 10 Penske. on Sunday? Who currently leads the Xfinity Series driver standings? Chase Briscoe. You suck. I do suck. Started off good. Which Super Bowl did the Bulls? <laughs> which Bulls. Super Bowl did the Bills come closest to winning? Uh, 1990. Where did Joey Logano win his first NASCAR New Cup Hampshire. Series race? In which U.S. state are the Catskill Mountains located? New York. What country does the cappuccino originate from? Colombia. That's a nice timer. I don't know how to turn this off. Hang on a minute. Sorry. Was that you? Yeah. Were you timer? I thought that was Jason's timer. Hey, here's how stupid I am. I try to go to 60 seconds on my timer, and you can't. It only goes to 59 <laughs> seconds. You got to go over to the other column and go to one minute. How many times did you scroll by 59 seconds? I, I was on 59. I was like, you son of a <laughs> Go up to 160 seconds. It won't do it. TJ, you got five correct. TJ, here are the correct answers. It was over 20 lead changes on Sunday. The organization that placed three cars in the top 10 was Stuart Haas. Currently, Austin Sindrick leads the driver's standings. And the cappuccino originates from Italy. Brett, you ready? Yep. Which stage did Clint Boyer place the best in on Sunday? Pass. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what position First stage. did Clint First Boyer stage. start the race? What position did I start the race? Sixth. Yes. 
which manufacturer had nine cars finished consecutively on Sunday? Consecutively. Ford. Who finished better on Sunday? Eric Jones or Ty Dillon? Ty Dillon. Which Cup Series rookie won last year's Xfinity Series race at Red America? Chase Briscoe. You suck. How many college football <laughs> national championship appearances does Clemson have? Clemson. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> what track did Clint Boyer win his first cup race at? What is the state capital of Colorado? Denver. Who was the first man to walk on the moon? Armstrong. You also oh, got five. How many TJ get? Five. five. You both got five. Damn, we both suck. I thought it was ten questions. It is, but you only got 60 seconds. Hit your six seconds. Oh, I pissed off that first pass hey. for being a smart ass. <laughs> you can't waste time. All you right. still got it wrong. Yep. I know, but I didn't even hear the question. What was the tenth question? What year did Michigan host its first cup race? You weren't going to get that one anyway. <laughs> All right, Brett, here are your correct answers. Clint Boyer placed best in stage two on Sunday. Chevy had nine cars finished consecutively on Sunday. Christopher Bell won last year's Xfinity Series race at Road America. And Clemson has four national championship appearances. So we've got a tie between Brett and TJ at five each. No. So now, Freddie, you can either 71. win by winning six or we'll have a tiebreaker if you get five and they have to do a tiebreaker. I don't like questions. my chances, but go ahead. All right. Freddie's turn. Casey's ready to read the first question. How many New Hampshire races has Brad Kozlowski now won? Four. Where did Bubba Wallace finish the race? 22nd. (laughs) This is awesome. True or false, Sunday's race had the most cautions among the last nine New Hampshire races. False. (laughs) I'm getting ready to go on a run here. How many wins does Brad Keselowski now have in 2020? Four. (laughs) That's three. You can only miss one more. Which year did Jeremy Clements win the Xfinity Series race at Red America? You're done. You're done. 2018. (laughs) You can only tie. What number do you get when you subtract the last two seasons the Giants won the Super Bowl? Uh, six. You're done. Well, are, you, are you using the year they won it or the year the season started? Well, keep subtract the two years. It's, it can't beat us anyway. You can only get four I now. haven't got one right yet. You can only get four right now. So, What track did Bubba Wallace make his first Truck Series start at? Truck Series? Daytona. <laughs> got him. Yay. We might have quit on got that one. We got one. Let's quit. Let's quit. Go go what is the correct term of a group of whales? Oh, please answer. What? Funny. What do you call a group of whales? I have no idea. A pod. A pod. There you go. One right. All right, Freddie. Here are all your correct answers. Brad Keselowski has now won twice at New Hampshire. Bubba Walls finished 23rd on Sunday. It was true that Sunday's race had the most cautions among the last nine New Hampshire races. Brad Keselowski now has three wins in 2020. Jeremy Clements won at Road America in the Xfinity Series race in 2017. If you subtract the last two years, the Giants won the Super Bowls, 2011 and 2007. You get four. And the correct name for a group of whales is a pod. One right. So now we'll do a tiebreaker between. I got Jeremy Clements questions because I'm supposed to know anything about Jeremy Clements. It's Road America. (laughs) Who is that? (laughs) Where did he win? 17? Yeah. uh, I was there. Not when he won. No, I was. I was spot for Elliot. All right. Are we ready for the tiebreaker between Brent and TJ? This will be a number, so whoever guesses the closest number wins. Ready? Wait, wait, wait. What did we just say? Where the hell did I finish? What 23rd? number? 
23rd, yeah. You were, you were like one number off for all those I questions. Know. I probably could have won because I think Clemson's been to four national championships. Yep, you got it. But f- Clemson. I stand by my answer. Who can guess the closest number? How long is the world record for performing an, an abdominal plank? And you have to guess it in hours and minutes. Who's going first? Whoever wants to. Nine hours, 32 minutes. Okay. I was going to go like 15 hours. Brett is the victory. The longest plank is eight hours and one minute. Wow. Congratulations, I know Brett. because I just barely missed it. Like I finished a very close second, <laughs> a 33-second plank. I made it. I made it the whole eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's a goal he's striving to achieve. Somebody let me down. <laughs> All right, congratulations, Brett Griffin, on winning the first Xfinity Fastlane trivia contest. Your your reward is that Clemson football. Congratulations. No. <laughs> I would have won it straight up, but I, I don't like Clemson. So. Oh, boy, i got to study more. Just like that, we're almost to the end of the show. That went by way too fast. Almost as fast as Xfinity Internet. Get reliably fast speeds for all your streaming needs. Shout out to Xfinity, premier partner NASCAR, and obviously our podcast. And make sure you're following at Xfinity Racing on Twitter to keep you connected with behind-the-scenes NASCAR content you don't get anywhere else. Ask DBC. Send in your questions 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag AskDBC. This first question is from NASCAR Opinion. Does Kozlowski winning a third race help hush the rumors of him and Penske parting ways for next season? How about TJ? Why you got to ask me? <laughs> um, I mean, winning races always helps, man. I mean, and, I mean the Brad's just making his case stronger by winning. I mean, that does... People like winners. So who's getting in the 48? Supposedly there was a top secret meeting last week with Hendrick and another driver. Heard about it. Top secret. Were you there? Nah. <laughs> Supposedly it's about the 48. So I don't think they know who's driving that thing for sure I yet. I don't think they do either. I don't think – no, I don't think so either. What do you know? Yeah, can I share? <laughs> You can't just say there supposedly there was a driver. You I have can to say whatever I want. Supposedly. Inside, inside. Clear. <laughs> Recommend you. People still don't listen, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, next question is from Gov Picklefinger. Which of the Penske wow. drivers has benefited most from the crew chief switch in the short term this season and long term? Do I have term? to go first on this one too? Freddie. I, <laughs> I think, you know, nope. and I don't, Freddy. the results I don't think have, have, reflected this but i think it's blaney blaney's been faster this year than i think he has been in a long time you know he hasn't got the wins because there's been numerous times where he's got caught out on a a pit road deal or or a penalty or something like that but he has been i think he might have been he might be the fastest penske car this year obviously brad's got the most wins but i think blaney's had the most speed i think they've all won i mean you look at you look at the speed you look at the consistency of of being in contention to win being in contention to win stages um, obviously, Brad's three wins. How many wins you got? TJ one, two. We got two this year. Two. Blaney's been fast. Uh, Dibbendetto. Nope. Damn it, Matt D. He has been fast at times. He ran fifth yesterday, right? Um, that car's right faster this year than what it has been. Right there on the cusp of uh, of making the playoffs. So uh, a lot of rumors were flying around that if he didn't make the playoff, Menard might want to come back and drive a few races in the playoff. 
this guy's working his butt off to 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 solidify himself as yeah. the driver of the twenty one car. So uh, good for good for the, the good for them guys, man. Yeah. Hard work and he's running the, good. I mean, the thing that we aren't talking about is no practice, and there are some teams that can excel with that. And I don't mean organizations; I mean teams. Clearly, our team cannot excel without practice, and clearly, the eighteen team cannot excel without practice. There are some drivers and some engineer and crew chiefs that need to work together for the chemistry and to be ready. And uh, hats off to the guys that can do it right now without practice. Yeah, I think I think Brett's right, though. It's been a pretty solid move across the board. Um, Roger Penske ain't no dumbass. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. That guy could touch anything and turn it to gold. I think uh, I, I was a little, you know, I, I know Paul very well as well and uh, really like working with Paul a ton. Um, I think it's better better fits for the drivers how the crew how they're paired up now. Like Todd's really Todd's really really uh Todd's really really good. He knows what he's doing, and I think um you sure he's really really good really 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 good really really really. But I think it works for Blaney. Blaney, you know, is buying into his ways, and he's fast. So Blaney starts off every week and drives to the front. Yeah. So uh, and Brad's Brad's does his normal Brad deal. He's Long run, Brad takes him a little bit to get there. He's not the most aggressive guy on restarts, but catches a lucky caution leading the race. He does. He has, that's that's <laughs> happened. He does catch a lot of lucky cautions. So, uh, but it's been a solid move across the board. I could fall in a barrel of hundred dollar bills and come out holding a penny. That's how bad my luck is lately with cautions. <laughs> Terrible. Next one is from Gunjack Twenty Nine. Who do you see in the championship four right now? Is it weird to say Kyle Busch isn't even in the top ten in points? Brett. Championship four. Uh, I, I think it's obviously Bubba Wallace, Clint Boyer, and uh, who you spot for? Joey Logano. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's three. We'll throw Quinn Huff in. <laughs> Give him a shot. No, look. I mean, this is this is uh, kind of stating the obvious. We know who the the three most relevant are. It's Brad Keselowski, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, and and I still got to say that guy that's lurking right there that at any moment in time will get hot and just set the world on fire. As of the last five years of his career, Martin Truex Jr. That'd be my hottest four. Same. Yeah, they've been uh, the most. TJ's going to pick Matt Dibendetto. The four. He's going to pick Joey <laughs> Logano, Brad Keselowski, and Ryan Blaney. It's hands down. 11, those guys uh, are a lock. The eleven and the four have been real fast, real week. Brad's uh, Brad's shown some speed here lately, and a pretty dominant win yesterday. So he'd definitely wrap up the third spot. Yeah. Fourth spot to me is still uh, Truex. Just haven't been able to put races together this year. He finished third yesterday, but it was a quiet third. You know, it wasn't um, – I wish I could have a quiet third. <laughs> I need a quiet third. It was a quiet third, so I don't really know if there's a – I don't really know if there's a fourth dominant guy yet. You know, that spot's kind yeah. of up in the air for whoever gets hot, like you said. You're going to that, – That 19 car, it's so strange this year because they get – for one, they get a lot of penalties pre-race and have to start in the back. And then two – That's normal. They'll be, they'll be like average the first stage. You know, like the races that he won, like he's running – 10th, 15th, the whole first stage. Second stage, they work on some more. All of a sudden, that third stage starts, he's gone, and you ain't touching him. Well, didn't Cole say? Speaking of (laughs) pre-race issues, uh, there was a rumor floating around yesterday that people's helmet bags got taken away from the teams, and there were teams with weight in their helmet bags. So when you people hear that these crew chiefs push the envelopes, we're sneaky little (laughs) aren't we? Woo. I didn't hear that, but that's a good one. That's a good one. We've got uh, – hey, we can get creative on you. Don't close your eye. Don't sleep on us. We'll figure out well, a way to beat you. That's I've what always said, said the problem with with the NASCAR situation 
and I don't mean this derogatory toward the officials, but the race teams are always going to try to be smarter or outsmart NASCAR. And when you've got lug nuts missing at the end of the race, there's no outsmarting them. You 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 left yeah. lug nuts off, you're going to get a penalty. But if all of a sudden you see this opportunity to sneak some weight in here or weight in there, man, you're going to do it. If you think you can dunk, dunk tungsten and get away with it, you're going to try it. When that guy pulls that helmet bag out of the car and it hits the ground next to his foot, the helmet's not that heavy. Uh, I ran lead under my radio in my radio box in the late model, so, I mean, you stuff the lead in the bottom of it, put a rag over it, stick the radio in there. I mean, uh, We're always looking for an advantage, and I'm not ever going to say well, that something like that is cheating because when I look at you're always you know, trying. various scenarios, man, if you think Richard Petty was car was was legal when he won all 200 of them races, you're insane. Like these guys, that's their job is to look for that edge. And clearly, Freddie, <clears throat> that helmet bag it cost you a lot yesterday. I'm not allowed in the garage anymore, so I don't know what <laughs> what you're talking about. So uh, <laughs> this is like what Cole said though. He says you do ten things hoping they only catch nine. Or, you know what or, I mean? Yeah. Like. Or whatever he said, something yeah, like something real, like that. very similar to that. Like you're trying stuff, but you try a whole bunch of things, hoping they only catch a, you know, not don't get all of them. So I would have went into the hauler of another driver and stole his helmet and done it, and been like, <laughs> somehow or another, his helmet ended why up. Why he put car. his helmet in my bag? I don't know why this is in here. <laughs> I'm guessing that you was guys your, are getting to know way more that about was your this car, because, huh? No, nah, I don't. I I don't know anything about it. <laughs> you guys listen to this show get more inside info than anybody else. Congratulations <laughs> if he made it this far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jason, they all Clearly. still listen. They all tweet me wanting four-hour shows. They want one of day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can we do another one tomorrow? No, people. Mike Davis pays us forty-five dollars a day to come do this. Forty-five. We're losing money in here. <laughs> Actually, all your salaries go to me now since I'm yeah. full time. You don't even yeah. do anything. Well, he works on the Dell Jr. download now, so that's the big thing. Oh, man. Oh, well, TJ won DBC picks for yeah. three weeks in a row. boy, TJ. Job, dog. Job. TJ's the only one with picks left. The, the funny problem. thing is, I need you to win, and Freddie needs you to win. So we're both pulling <laughs> for you to win. Well, pick Quinn Huff. <laughs> Roll with Quinn, bud. I see he's available uh, on your list. Right, Timmy we- Hill and Quinn Huff are available for both of you. <laughs> With the double header this weekend, we have to do picks for both Michigan races. Uh, Brett, you're first. Okay. For what's Michigan? Michigan one. one. Boy, I'm out of drivers. I'm going to go with Matt D. Benedetto. That's the best you've ever said it. You said Say it. it. Yep. I'm going to take a guy that does not have a spotter. Apparently, Clint Boyer. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Apologize. Is, uh, <laughs> now this is race one, correct? TJ? Yeah. I will take yes. Bad Brad. Then I figured for race two, you go opposite order of the standings right All now. All right. So I go? I go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, for second race, I will take – oh, boy. I'm going to roll with – um. Oh, dang it. I don't want to do this, but Austin Dillon. Freddie? I will take – Cole Custer. Austin Dillon, Cole Custer. Damn. I got to go for the win after that one. I wish I had saved old Maddie D. Uh, give me Kurt Busch. He did run second to us there. Got to try something. Well, Man, what the? this might have been the longest show ever, so thank you I guys know, you so much had for your listening. Baby. And <laughs> if you're still listening. Yeah. Still just a month to go. 
<laughs> yeah, I hate you guys with your picks. Oh, uh, maybe you should be on right, where we go. Year, where the hell we go this week? Michigan. Double Michigan. Double Michigan. Sharks Friday. Cup Saturday. We just Cup talked Sunday. about yeah. it. I got. I just sent. I don't even know when I leave. The Irish Heels. It's got a little lead in his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put somebody's helmet on yesterday. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well. Good talking to everybody. Help us out <laughs> always by sharing a link to the show. Um, so sorry if Brett offended anybody today. He so, so sorry if Brett offended everybody today. <laughs> Everybody. No, you know, if. There's no if. There's no if in there. Sorry when when Brett offended everybody today. It's always a when in every show. Don't ever use the word if. I love all you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, Y'all know I love you. There's no doubt. I know you love me, too. We're out. Oh. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. you got through it. Bye. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.